The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. On the viewpoint, SAFM. Oh 
Bongeni Ngema with Magumete. Umakumete Mbongeni Ngema, a man who needs little to no introduction to South African arts. Umakumete is the name of the song. The artist is Mr. Mbongeni Ngema, and of course it is only appropriate because we're going to focus on interests of KwaZulu-Natal and parts of the Eastern Cape. We're in conversation with somebody who has done much for the improvement of the rural health care space in that particular part of the country, Dr. Gavin McGregor, who is part of Umtombo Youth Development Foundation, an institution he founded way back in 1999. For more on that, stay tuned. We'll be taking your calls, 891 here on SAFM Viewpoint with me, your host, Song is Omar Begler. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this break. Don't miss the third annual Africa Shared Value Summit taking place from the 23rd till the 24th of May 2019 in Nairobi. Thought leaders and business changemakers from across Africa will share insights and case studies showing how shared value can transform your business and create the Africa we want. Book your tickets at africasharedvaluesummit.com today. The Africa Shared Value Summit is proudly sponsored by Safari.com, Old Mutual, NL, APSA, The World Food Program, JC Deco, and the Shared Value Africa Initiative. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on The Viewpoint. Umtombo Youth Foundation, I beg your pardon, Umtombo Youth Development Foundation identifies, trains and supports rural youth to become qualified healthcare professionals in order to address the human resource shortages in rural hospitals, thereby improving healthcare to the ne- to the indigent rural population of northern KwaZulu-Natal and the eastern Cape of South Africa. Specifically, areas that were identified as very weak was the overall shortage of trained healthcare workers in the public sector, the fact that rural hospitals find it difficult not only to recruit but to retain healthcare professionals for a number of socioeconomic reasons, and thirdly, health sciences graduates were more likely to live and work in the rural area if that's where they grew up. And for the majority of cases, that seldom is the case. And to tell us more about the work of UYDF is Dr. Gavin McGregor, who's the director there. Good evening, Gavin. How are you? I'm fine. And you, so Not too bad. Kudos for the great work that you do and for taking ownership of the space that is South Africa and making a meaningful impact on people who most certainly need it most. Thanks very much. Tell us about your work. Tell us about how it started way back in 1999 with the measly resources presumably you would have had at the time. Yes. Okay. So just a, a correction. Uh, Dr. Andrew Ross was the medical superintendent at Marcel's Hospital uh, at the time. And uh, in 1999, they needed at least six doctors, and uh, they only had two. And uh, they used to address the shortages of doctors by uh, foreign doctors coming and working at the hospital. Um, But that was uh, not so easy, not sustainable. And uh, it was Dr. Ross who, who thought about investing in local youth to become the future healthcare providers that the community needs. And uh, the, so the program started with four young people who got a place to study a health science degree. It wasn't medicine. And uh, Dr. Ross uh, raised the money himself um, to support these four people, and so it's grown. And we've now got 385 graduates, uh, 133 are, are doctors. That's not a bad return for 20 years' worth of work. I mean, 
That is an incredible return, especially for that part of the country where very little people often tend to want to get away from as opposed to be attracted by that space. Yes, and the schooling, uh, of course, uh, the, the, um, all these uh, young people that we recruit come from non-fee-paying uh, schools, Kuntal 1 and 2. So it's a, it's a difficult space, but we've got a very good uh, mentoring support program. They enroll at university, 16 different uh, universities, and our pass rate at university is 92%, which we've achieved over the last six years. That is staggering. I mean, how does that compare to the national pass rate in the same space without the UIDF support for those students who are outside the UIDF program? Yeah, well, I, I just want to compare the 92%. Yeah, the national pass rate uh, for university students is around 50%, and students coming from these types of schools can be as low as 35%. So uh, we've certainly been able to uh, provide the correct type of support for these young people to succeed at university. Walk us through that. Walk us through the support. Walk us through, first of all, the recruitment, the training or the orientation, the dispatch to universities, the material in-kind support and other emotional support during the course of the studies of four to seven years, and the retention post-graduation. Okay. Um, So we do um, our teachers to schools, so we've got a, a person employed who goes around to schools, attends career expos, all in those areas, uh, to tell young people about health sciences as career options. Um, they generally tend to know a doctor and a nurse, but we support 16 different health sciences from pharmacists, radiographers, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, the whole ambit. And so um, we do those presentations at schools, and then we partner with the local hospitals who hold an open day. So learners uh, who are doing maths and science and are interested in studying a health science degree then would go and attend the hospital open day where they have an opportunity to actually meet uh, the different healthcare professionals um, and can hear firsthand about what it is that they do, where they studied, what subjects they needed, um, and how they fit into the uh, entire hospital system. Then uh, students who are interested need to apply to university themselves. We give them details of the different institutions that uh, uh, provide uh, health sciences, and uh, they need to apply themselves, and then we require that they do one week's voluntary work at their local hospital. So our model entails a partnership with the local hospital because we want the local hospital to be involved in selecting and supporting these students because ultimately when they graduate, they're going to come back and work at that hospital. Um, so once uh, the students volunteer, the idea of, of volunteering in, in, in the specific department is for them to get a greater understanding about what this discipline entails. So they might choose to be a nurse because they've seen nurses um, but not really know exactly what a nurse does. So that week of exposure um, helps them to, to understand what, what that job would be uh, would entail at the end of the day. Um, the, the students who have obtained a place uh, to, at university uh, are then invited to a selection interview, and the panel on that interview is hospital staff, community members, and ourselves. And uh, the whole idea is to understand from the student what their motivation is to study the specific health science degree, whether it's pharmacy or radiography, why they chose that as opposed to 
something else. And then they would go off to university, wherever they got a place, and that's when our support kicks in. Uh, up until now, we've been providing uh, full financial support, which is tuition, accommodation, food, books, um, and any equipment they may need, um, as well as academic and social mentoring support. And this is the most critical uh, part of, of our support. So all our students are allocated to a mentor, um, and this happens in February already. And they'll have their first meeting in February, and each month thereafter um, to help uh, them overcome the challenges they face. So our mentoring support requires that they understand the problems they're facing and come up with solutions of, of how to overcome them. And these problems are numerous, such as language, um, the pace of, 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 of study at the academic institution, um, socializing, all these types of things, being homesick. Um, so uh, our mentoring support program helps to help the, helps the students to, to think about these things and get the right assistance so that they can um, apply themselves and pass. And then come the June holidays, the students then return back to their hospital where they do holiday work. Um, and this is a, a wonderful opportunity for them to start applying the theory into practice as well as developing relationships with the hospital staff and understanding the needs of the hospital. Um, and part of our agreement with these students is that we will fund them on condition when they qualify they need to go back and work at their local hospital. So at the end of the year, we would have a, a, a great uh, a student life skills in BISO where we talk about soft skills, um, and we, we, we um, workshop with these young people how to manage themselves well um, in order to uh, take the best um, or get the best of this opportunity that they have. And ultimately, when they graduate, uh, they then are employed by the Department of Health and return back to their local hospitals. And in terms of that, um, of, of, so as I said, um, all the graduates are required to work back year for year um, at their local hospital. So we've got 385 graduates at the moment. Uh, doctors and pharmacists need to do an internship before they can return back. Um, but of the 385, 177 of them have worked back and, have, and don't owe us anything. They don't owe us any more work back time. Of those, 65% are still working in rural areas. So it just shows us that our investment in rural youth as a way of addressing the shortage of staff at rural hospitals is a good choice. It is a good decision, and it, we are having a, an impact in, in uh, staffing the 15 hospitals that we partner with. Hold that thought there, Dr. Gavin McGregor, who's the director of Umtombo Youth Development Foundation, a program that is aimed at making inroads in the public healthcare sector, particularly as it pertains to the rural space in KwaZulu-Natal and the Eastern Cape. We're in conversation with him and we'll be taking your calls on 0891-104-207 right after this break. We're in conversation with Dr. Gary McGregor, who's the director at Umtombo Youth Development Foundation. 
Rural hospitals find it difficult to recruit and retain healthcare professionals for a number of reasons, including rural hospitals not being seen as attractive workplaces by city dwellers and city-trained graduates. And for this reason, Umtombo was formed. Umtombo identifies, trains, and supports rural youth to become qualified healthcare professionals to address the human resources shortages in public hospitals, in particular in the region of KZN and the Eastern Cape. And this is Health Talk on Monday with Dr. Gavin McGregor. Gavin, you've got 111 of your 336-odd graduates who are medical doctors. That is a massive inroad and success story, particularly as it pertains to the shortage of, generally speaking, healthcare practitioners in the country, more so doctors. Yes, uh, it is significant. Actually, the numbers have increased um, from last year's graduation. So we've got 133 of our 385 graduates are doctors. Um, And... Significant numbers of pharmacists and radiographers and nurses. Um, so we've uh, had quite an inroad in uh, addressing shortages at rural hospitals across the board. There's no better way to gauge the success of your program than to speak to the people who themselves were part of the program. And in that regard, we've got doc- Dr. Mfanakona Nyawa, who's in the space precisely for this reason. Doctor, good evening, Dr. Nyawa. Dr. Nyawa, good evening. Hello, how Fine, thank you. Let's talk about your experience. You graduated as part of the Umtombo Youth Development Foundation Success Stories. You are now a practicing doctor in the rural KZN space. Do you want to talk to us about that? Yeah. Uh, actually, my story is a very a long one to tell. Hope I'm going to carry it and make it short than expected. Um, originally from... Umfan Konanyawa, that's me, uh, originally from north part of the Kiritan, and uh, in Guavuma, uh, from Emanisane, a deep, deep rural area. By the year 2009, it has been roads, no electricity, nothing at all. It's developing, obviously. Um, basically, on how I benefited from this, uh, 2008, that's when I was doing my metric, um, I heard about the sponsor, uh, Umbo. Initially, it was called the Friends of Moswell Design. There was a guy who was actually a beneficiary, Dr. Matenjo, who actually came to school to talk about it. And then I happened to be lucky enough to actually went for an opening day, which was held at, which was held at Moswell Hospital somewhere around August. And then, luckily enough, there were people from Umtombo who actually ended up about Umtombo and the benefit actually gave to us. Given that advantage, I then took an opportunity to then apply for the bursary. And then, luckily, I was doing good subjects, made science and everything, so I made it through. Um, just in early 2009, um, I remember I called for an interview. There were only about, they wanted eight people, but they were about eight years off at the point in time. So I had to go through interviews just to become uh, a benefactor of the bursary at that point in time. Yeah. So I got the bursary, but at that moment, actually, I had a space at Ukraine and I had a space at Universal Vet Restaurant. Uh, so I took the bursary and then I went back home. And then I didn't actually have money to leave home to go to varsity. I remember leaving home to Devon was about 150, but I left home with only 900 francs. And then and like, like, unfortunately enough, when I got to Durban, UK then told me, I'm on a waiting list, so I don't have a post. I had a bursary on hand at that point in time. 
fast forward, I then called Vets, and then Vets told me they have a space for me, and then I shoot straight to Jobek. By the time I got to Jobek, it's a new city, a new environment. And I know I like really, I only knew one guy, like he was from around home, who was my uncle, so I stayed at his place. With the bursary, actually, it helped me to enroll fully, paid my whole intuition, paid for my books, paid for my mold, actually helped me to settle down in an environment that's often foreign. And then, neither you just benefit financially, academically, but as time goes on, you also benefit socially, yeah, because of multiple things. First year, second year, third year, fourth year, until final year. But the most important thing that I finally found to be a bit different at Varsity, one, is the fact that most of the bursaries in the beginning of the year, they don't tend to give students money, more especially for books, which I think is the most important thing in the beginning of the year, for almost every year or every semester, if you have to put it like that. Uh, or else, if they do give money for books, they actually don't give you enough. Um, so what you need to do is just make a quotation. If the books cost about, let's say, 5000 they will give you the 5000 straight to your account immediately in the beginning of the year, long before your class even start. So by the time your class starts, you already have every material that you need for you to ensure the progress throughout the year. Benefit number one. Benefit number two is there is a mentorship program, both at the varsity level, uh, where you have local mentors, as well as a distant mentor, which is actually a mentor under UMTOMO itself, which actually comes to visit the students at varsity, and that actually happens twice a year. I think knowing exactly to why you're actually alone in a foreign environment, as well as someone who's looking after you to guide you, um, that's actually a very good thing. Number to still have the mentorship program part of it is they had, you had to report on your marks. And then the reporting on your marks actually helps you to keep in track with your studying as well as your progress throughout your, your studying, which is actually a good thing as well. And then fast forward to during holidays, as most of our rural kids, you actually don't have enough money to actually go back home or sometimes to come back home, more especially if your parents are not waiting. But knowing exactly that in June, I'm going to be at hospital doing two weeks of holiday work. And again in December, doing that two weeks of holiday work with something in return. I don't need that. It was just a matter of getting that stipend to say you can travel from one place to another or you can travel from home to hospital. It actually helped me a lot because that's actually the same amount of money I used to use to travel back to varsity in the beginning of the year. So I think it's, it's a lot. And then fast forward to graduation, um, I graduated and then I worked at St. Valerie Hospital as an intern for two years. And then later on, I applied and then I went at Sabisa, which was also under Umkanyaguti District, a rural hospital as well, still under Umtombo, and which was actually lovely. Uh, at the end of the year last year, during my comms, I actually thought I was going to stay at Sabisa to start my MO year which is my grade one medical officer here, said they didn't have a post then. So I was postless from the 27th of December until January. And the only thing I did was just to call the office like, guys, I don't have a job. I didn't apply because I thought I'll be staying at Shladisa, but then Shladisa didn't have a post for me. Now I'm jobless. In a matter of two to three days, I got three calls from the office telling me that there's actually three posts available in three different hospitals. So I just had to choose one and wow. went for interviews. And like wow. where I am now, I'm at Bethesda Hospital, still under Umkanyote District, also a benefit of Umtombo. So I think 
from me, I try to benefit a lot. Last question for you there, Dr. Nyawa, before yeah. I cross back to the director, Gavin McGregor. Just tell us about <laughs> the conditions that you are subjected to as a young graduate, somebody who wants obviously longevity in the space and in the game. Are you getting the necessary institutional support from the local Department of Health as well as National Department of Health to keep you there? Um, I think now, keeping me there, really, it's not really a big problem because I'm already in a permanent post. But getting here was a problem, for sure. Um, the one thing is, most of the district hospital, they get saturated very easily in terms of post-availability. It's becoming a problem. I won't lie. But then I think Umtombo itself, they don't have too much control over the post-availability within hospitals. And basically, I think Department of Health can do better. Um, I'm not sure how good the relationship between Umtombo and Department of Health. I'm not sure if that relationship can surely be enforced to make sure that all the buffering holders of Umtombo are given priority to actually go back to exactly the same hospitals that they actually selected on so they can actually sustain or elder to actually improve the goal of Umtombo from the beginning. Thank you so much. That was Dr. Mfano Kwananyawa, who's a graduate of this program under the directorship of Gavin McGregor. That's at Umtombo Youth Development Foundation. Gavin, back to you. Thank you so much, Dr. Nyawo. Here's a young man whose journey has been probably for most parts as good as it gets coming from the kind of environment, entering the kind of public service. How many of those Dr. Nyawos don't make it to where Dr. Nyawo is? Well, fortunately in our situation, uh, through our support, there, there are very few who don't make it. But I can tell you there's a lot of, I mean, we, we're just scratching the surface. Uh, our program shows latent potential of young people in, in this country. And uh, they, a lot of them are, are in rural areas and just don't have the opportunity to, to access higher education, uh, to get the information about uh, what, what is available. Um, so there's a great need. Um, and I, I believe that as we've addressing the skill shortage in the healthcare sector, I'm sure the skill shortages in other sectors could be addressed through similar programs for training teachers, engineers, so on and so on. Let's talk about funding because this is clearly very critical, a question that one who's sitting at home is interested in finding out. How is Umtombo able to sustain itself and, and to run these critical programs, especially the support programs, and making sure that once a student is enrolled, he or she is not lost by the system because you've got a success rate of 92% enrollment into the actual public health care space? Yeah, so funding is a critical issue. Um, up until now, Umtombo is... We've raised our own money from the corporate sector, from South African trusts and foundations, and in some cases, international foundations. Because what we know, in order for these students to succeed, when they arrive at university, they need food and they need books, they need accommodation, um, and that needs to be available on time or else it, it sets them back. Um, so if they don't have the right books, if they don't... They, um, not in a conducive uh, residence where they can study, um, and if they don't have food, it's going to be a problem. And so we make sure that as our students arrive at university, they receive the money that they need um, in, in order for them to concentrate on their studies um, and hopefully increase the chances of success. 
We also do have a partnership with the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, NSAS, um, and uh, they, in the, in the last couple of years, have been paying the tuition and accommodation fees of our students, um, which is um, highly significant. It's uh, reduced our, the burden that we have in terms of raising the full cost of our students. Um, but yes, we support 250 students uh, a year, which is uh, the average number of students we support annually. You're looking at about 25 million rand a year. So it's not cheap. Um, and also the announcement of free education, um, it's not as simple as someone just enrolling and everything will be paid. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge uh, process in order to ensure students receive the allowances on time and, and uh, tuition and accommodation is paid and suitable residences available. So, yes, um, you know, that's, that's a, uh, something that's unfolding at the time, but it, it's, there's no simple solution. It's, it's quite a complex process. Outside NSFAS, um, this was obviously mentioned in the context of funding. I'm talking about now institutional support in whichever manner it may come. Is the Department of Health nationally or at KZN level or as well as the Eastern Cape level in any way involved with UMTOMBO? Uh, we have an MOU the KZN Department of Health, but it doesn't entail us getting any, receiving any money uh, from the department. But uh, the MOU essentially work together to um, address the shortage of staff at rural hospitals. But as Dr. Nauk uh, mentioned, uh, there's currently a, a crisis in terms of... Uh, Gavin, post- can I ask you to stand in a place where there is clear network, please? I hope you're not moving around, but I'm just starting okay. to get... A, um, just the, the signal is starting to break up a bit, but just carry on, please. Okay, so uh, at currently the KZN Department of Health uh, is unable to employ... Um, all the graduates that we are producing because of financial constraints. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. Ah, you can hear. Okay. So uh, that is a big challenge to us uh, at the moment is that the graduates we are producing who are what, who are coming from rural areas and are willing to go and work back in rural areas are not all being employed. Before that person who is calling you really wants your attention, Gavin, let, let's just talk about the international funding. You mentioned that you source money from outside the country. You also mentioned earlier on that some of the initial doctors in 1999, when it was called Friends of Mosvold Scholarship Scheme, were international doctors as well. Outside the funding itself, do you have any IP coming from outside? Do you have any doctors from outside coming into this program? And more importantly, do you have any of your own graduates participating in international exchanges of kind? Okay, so we don't uh, support any foreign students. Um, we don't uh, bring in foreign doctors. There is another organization called Africa Health Placements, which facilitates bringing in uh, experienced doctors to come and work at uh, rural hospitals. Um, and they, we work with them. They, we see them as the short-term solution. Uh, when a hospital is short of staff, um, they, in, in, in many cases, are able to recruit foreign, uh, from the foreign workforce to come and, and work in South Africa. But our, our solution is a long-term solution and what we believe a more sustainable solution because the guys that uh, once they graduate and they go back and work at their hospitals, they understand the language and the culture 
and so uh, we believe they can they can uh, offer a more comprehensive and better healthcare service. Let's talk about the feedback from the graduates now that they have gone through this entire process and are in the field. How does the experience of the graduate, both at school and in the workplace, feed Umtombo so that Umtombo can continuously improve its service and output? Well, yeah, so reputation of our graduates is critically important because uh, and the success of our students at university. Uh, we use those two factors essentially to raise money. So our 92% pass rate, um, whoever's giving us money, uh, when we can report a pass rate at that sort of level, they are willing to continue, continue to support us. Um, and the same thing in terms of graduates. Uh, we, we, we believe that we're putting graduates into the workplace who are fit for purpose. Um, they've been exposed. They're not um, competent. Uh, they've got, uh, uh, now, it's a pity we seem to be breaking up there. Sorry, Gavin, we seem to be breaking up, and I'm just going to take a quick ad break while we try and sort this matter out. But for those of you who have okay. just joined us, we have all of two minutes left with Dr. Gavin McGregor, who's the director at Umtombo Youth Development Foundation. Stay tuned. We'll be back very shortly. on SAFM. In the four minutes we have left, we have Dr. Gavin McGregor, who's the director at Umtombo Youth Development Foundation, a program that is aimed at improving the health outcomes at large in the rural healthcare space, particularly as it pertains to KZN and parts of the Eastern Cape. He's, in, he's on the phone with us, and that's why we keep having this connectivity problem. Gavin, if you are back, let's talk about, in the last two minutes actually, let's talk about the social work program that is involved in terms of inspiring young people to participate in this program and just to give them hope in an environment where, for most parts, destitution probably would abound, and more importantly, how these graduates, as testaments of your work, are able then to create some form of hope and local community engagements and local economic activity participating in those spaces and also just really creating a social atmosphere that is conducive for improvement. Okay, so thank you. I am back. And, uh, yeah, so the the impact of our graduates uh, working in rural areas is that they serve as role models to the young people um, so that the youth can look up to them and see that it is possible to come from a rural area, go to university, succeed, and become a, a qualified healthcare professional. Um one of what we, we looked at some of the information, some of our data um, in 2015, and at that stage we had 254 graduates, and we calculated that it had cost us 186 million rand to train the 254 graduates. However, the lifetime earnings of these 280, uh, 254 graduates was estimated to be 4 billion rand. And the tax that they would pay over their lifetime would be 1.2 billion. And I think that is kind of sums up the, the economic return on investment. Actually, our investment is very small compared to the lives and, and, and the future income that these graduates will, um, will earn. But that's from an economic point of view. But socially, their lives will change forever. Sure. The majority of these graduates come from families who the only source of income was social grants. And now they are uh, breadwinners, they're supporting their siblings, they're valuing education, their own children, um, they are ensuring that they are attending better schools. And so there's a whole ripple effect 
um, in terms of the work that we are doing. It's a pity we're having this conversation so late in the proverbial day, but I certainly would have recommended your organization to receive some presidential honor because this type of intervention is precisely what democracy looks to yield, the transformative agenda of the constitutional pact that was entered into in 1994. So thank you to you and the great work that you as well as the organization do at large for the most marginalized community and vulnerable people in this country. That was Dr. Gavin McGregor, the director at Umtombo Youth Development Foundation, a program that aims to make inroads in rural health care outcomes. Stay tuned for our Daily Soapy right after this break. That Soapy is the paper.